Hello and welcome to Down to Earth Convos Down Under, episode 18. In this one, Ali and I talk about the specific habits and actions you can take to set yourself apart on the job hunt by building your portfolio. Hey Brad, how are you there? Hey Ali, I'm doing well, how are you? I'm going not too bad, thank you. I've got a bit of a cold, I'm a little bit huskier than normal, but other than that, I'm all good. You've got a nice spot there, whereabouts are you near the beach? Yeah, I'm at Luca Beach on the West, West Australian coast lovely spot nice the weather looks lovely oh it definitely is today really good day cool are you going to be the expert that i'm going to be questioning today what's our topic for today yeah a little bit so today i wanted to talk about you know you have young people they're trying to find a job a lot of them want you know a marketing role a sales role a operations role a professional role um but you know, fresh out of high school or even fresh out of university, most kids don't have practical skills. They don't have anything to really sell themselves to an employer. It's a bit of a sad situation. So I wanted to talk about some proven methods to building a powerful portfolio um, and just daily life habits really that can help you do that to sell yourself and to get a professional job without a lot of the bullshit that you have to go through to try and get one and you know it's a struggle after uni and after high school when you don't have those uh, skills and you don't have the um, real world experience even and so there are shortcuts you can take to to create and to acquire those excellent are we talking about interview skills today as well or is it not specifically we've done that in the past though yes we have yeah yeah, so the first thing I wanted to talk about was um, there is a fitness coach and a lot of other things. Um, big social media presence, his name is Alexander Cortez. And he has a rule that every day he'll read for an hour, write for an hour and train for an hour or more, but at least an hour of those every day. And for me, I think that is a very good maxim to live by. And you could even substitute perhaps reading for just learning because I think reading is very important and it's a skill that's kind of uh, been lost with the current sort of video generation that people just like to consume videos. Uh, but that is also a fantastic way to learn. So it's not one or the other, it's both. And I think definitely um, spending the time to be learning daily, writing about what you're learning daily and training to improve your physical fitness uh, are just three things that are definitely going to lift you up. So when it comes to writing, that could be blogging, that could be journaling, that could be uh, anything in between really. So one thing that I did during my initial month at Praxis, which is the entrepreneurship program for young people, was to blog every day. And so one of the questions that people would have is, okay, what the hell do I write about? Well, the answer is you write about what you're learning and it doesn't have to be a full post published every single day. That is what I did and what a lot of people did during the program. The issue with that is if you're trying to publish a quality post every day, you need quite a bit of time to allocate towards that to make it a quality piece of writing. Uh, not everyone has that much time and not everyone is a naturally gifted writer. So I would say as long as you're working on something every day, maybe that 
maybe you publish every second day or maybe you only publish once or twice a week if you write a big meaty juicy informative post the habit is what's important and that habit is working on it every day so definitely doesn't have to be a full post every day and i would actually caution against that unless you have a lot of time because if you do publish a post every day you'll end up like me and a lot of the other praxians that went through and did it that way and you just have a, a collection of mediocre posts that you you then either need to go and polish up and make them good or scrap them it's better than doing nothing but you may as well go for the quality right out the gate so i would say another thing if you're writing is really want to be concise you're not writing for a teacher but you're writing for a real human being and i can say that because i used to be a teacher but you're not trying to meet some arbitrary criteria um, in a matrix of how they're going to mark you. You're communicating with real people. And one of the best ways to do that is to be conversational in how you write. So pretend that you're speaking to someone and type the words pretty much exactly that way. You know, you have you can cut filler words that you might use in a conversation that you uh, aren't going to want to include in a post. But really, it's it's you write exactly how you speak. That's That's the key to writing that people want to read that cuts through that isn't written uh in academic or uh you know that sort of parlance that puts people off it's not uh casual any thoughts Great. to add there ali or questions that might have come up based on that well, I guess you and what we're saying, what you're saying, Brad, is to get in the habit, like to form a habit, mm. to get into practice of just blogging. And it doesn't necessarily have to be perfect or spot on, like as we were learning in school. Yep. So it's 80% out the door, not 100% in the drawer. 100%. So that, that helps me a lot, that saying. And I do remember speaking to, he's, he's actually a tenant of mine, but he works in a school system. He's a great guy. His name's Luke. And I was telling him about writing and he said, Ali, you can speak. You can certainly write. Anyone that can speak can write. It's just what you say. It's conversational, right, as you speak. So that's a great tip and, for, for anyone. And if you're, if you're struggling to do that, just record it, transcribe it, get it transcribed by someone else or let, you know, YouTube, uh, if you upload it, the, it'll auto caption and you can download it and just clean it up a little bit. But you don't need to. Um, you don't need to write. You don't need to touch the keyboard. You can just pull out your recording app, speak what you want to say, get it transcribed, clean it up, post it. Yeah, and then you can actually read it from a teleprompter. Yep. And produce video content as well. It's a lot of everything's work, but well, you yes, know there that's, are. That's a little bit later on. I'm going to suggest that, but yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. We'll get to that later. Yes. Yeah, so that's. Uh, yeah, that's well said. To so start blogging. That's uh, what's number two. Well, what else can they do? Well, blogging, learn to write and publish and promote the com or a combination of that. Is that next? Yeah, yeah. So, well, before yeah. that, I just wanted to say learning to write well is a skill. It takes time and it takes practice. And if you write every day, then you're naturally going to get better at it. The other thing is that you can do is to read great writers. So one that comes to mind for me is H.L. Mencken back in the 20th century. Very punchy, very interesting, very informative. Um, if you find someone that you really connect with that has excellent writing, read a lot of their stuff and think about 
how or what makes it so great? Is it a variation of short and longer sentences? Is it the particular word choices that they use? Is it the tone? And you can you can emulate that. You can take the parts that sit well with you that you want to have come across in your own writing and just adopt that uh, form of writing. And it's not copying them because you've got your own ideas and your own thoughts. It's gonna come across differently, but it's gonna have that uh, injection of a spark to it uh, based on, you know, that particular writer or even several writers that you enjoy but yes publishing and promoting very important and this is a key area where the 80 20 rule really applies 20 Mm percent of it is creating your post and honestly 80 percent of creating your post is creating the headline because that's what entices people to click on it to read it but that's all that's all 20 percent 80 percent of your effort it's actually going into promoting it. So posting it on social media, hashtagging it, using SEO in the copy and the titles to make it show up in Google. And that's what I've done. I've got an article on the Australia's bail-in laws and it's had like 30,000 views. Um, and that's because if you type in bank bail-in laws Australia or similar phrase to that, it's like one of the top three top three things that come up and there's people that are learning about the bail-in laws that have happened overseas and they're worried about their funds and what can happen in a economic crisis they're searching that and they're finding my article and the information in there is that the one i found and is that the one i found and you had in a an alias name i didn't realize it was you and i said hey brad you might be interested in this and i flicked you your own article how was that that was crazy that was so crazy. Oh, I, yeah, I remember that one. That was, yeah, that was yeah, great. We're both, both aware of the bail-in threat. Yes. Yeah, excellent. So good, good point. Social media, hashtagging, which is part of social media, SEO, publishing it in other formats. So you can record that. You can find some B-roll, you know, stock video and image footage on uh, online, and you can create a video that's just all the same content. You can read the article, you can, you know, cut parts and emphasize parts that are more or less important. You can post it on relevant forums and, you know, social media groups, Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups. You can share it with particular people. So uh, if there's someone in a particular industry that might find it valuable or interesting, tag them in it, share it with them. They might retweet it, they might share it. Uh, They might not, they probably won't, but it's worth the worth the uh, giving it a go just to see because it does happen yep, give it a go. and another thing that um, gets a lot of attention and you don't want to write this way every single post or people will just think that you're um, really unpleasant but contrarian takes so you know right now everyone's talking about um, how great the lockdowns are and how they're saving lives and all this But then the ones that are getting a lot of attention are the ones that are talking about the economic impacts and the impacts on, you know, people that have a very low risk of contracting the virus or suffering any complications from it. And they're being Mm -hmm. penalized and punished and completely destroyed economically and spiritually and mentally by the response to this virus. So they're, they're getting a lot of attention because they're saying something that 
you know, you don't find so much in the mainstream media, but it's a very important um, topic that a lot of people are feeling and, you know, a lot of people will connect with that. So a contrarian a take on something is definitely uh, worth adding into the mix of the things that you write about, for sure. That's, that's one way you can stand out because you, you wanna, don't want to be like all the rest. So sometimes if you stand out and be contrary to their points of view, that might be one way they can stand out, these young kids writing. And this is the, the mission behind this, the, is for them to get practice at blogging and sharing their ideas and their expertise from what they've learned and interacting on these forums. And then that sort of almost becomes part, something that they could offer to a potential employer. I've been writing this blog and what have you. Yeah, and also just sharing their stories and things that have, they've experienced and the lessons they've learned in their life. It doesn't mean that, you know, you you learn something arbitrary on YouTube and then go blog about it. It's learn what you're interested in. But everyone's all, yep. always got, you know, rich life experiences that they can draw on to, to mine out different stories and things that uh, it's communicating, really. It's showing your ability to communicate to an employer okay. or a potential employer. That's right. So this is a skill that we need the kids to upskill on communication. Yeah. yeah, and it fits within your broader portfolio. So your broader showcasing of you know the value you can create and have created. So it's not just for designers and creatives that can you know post photos and screenshots and things of what they've created uh, digitally or physically. If it's customer service, then you can share stories and learnings from your time working with people in a retail store or wherever wherever it is if it's sales you can share conversations that you've had that have taught you something if it's marketing you can share results and experiments and learnings you can share new tools and new strategies Um, and again it doesn't always have to be relevant to the professional world either it can be something that you just find interesting Um, it's good to have professional ones in the mix because at the end of the day, it's part of a professional portfolio, but showcasing who you are showcases whether you're a culture fit for a particular company as well. So it all, it all works together in harmony. That's right. And getting used to copyright and headlines, subtitles being, I think you're going to talk a little bit later on being concise and to the point and that sort of thing. So it's just really just getting practice and upskilling on a communication skill like blogging for those roles like copywriting, marketing, sales roles, online marketing, and those sort of, and that's a growing industry, isn't it? That's where there's a lot of jobs there. Yeah, but it's also for, you know, operations roles that are working on products and um, workflows in teams. It's for customer success. It's for sales. It's for everything. It's whatever you choose to focus on and, yeah, um, yeah, make kind of part of your personal brand. The only other thing I wanted to say in terms or two more things I wanted to say in terms of your um, portfolio and, you know, you can do a personal website, you can do just a medium page that you write under. Um, There's a lot of different ways you can do it. But, and you talk about this a lot, it's be authentic. So if you want a job at a tech company, don't pretend to be, you know, woke and on board with this new age modern corporate crap just because you want a tech job or you'll end up miserable surrounded by enemies and have to say and do objectionable things to fit in. So I would say 
use if you have a different perspective um, use that because that'll signal to the right company that you're a good fit um, so don't be trying to pigeonhole or position yourself as something that you're not in in the way that you write and the things that you write about and the points of view that you uh, reflect in your writing you know be authentic to yourself it doesn't mean you have to come out fighting against the things that you're uh, against strongly although that's definitely a good thing to do generally in life but it just means you know don't don't pretend to be uh, aligned with things that you're not and the other thing That's is right. just signal, signal your value. So like focus on the learnings, the results, the outcomes, the lessons, the specifics. Um, you know, you can tell a story that doesn't really go anywhere. That's not going to impress anyone and it's not going to communicate anything significant. But if you focus on, you know, the learning, the result, the outcome, the lesson, the, the specific reason why you write the, the post in the first place, um well, that has a very different outcome and so i would recommend starting with why like simon sinek says and making that clear in your opening paragraph perhaps throughout maybe not and definitely you know at the end making it very clear why you've bothered to write this post in the first place because there's no point just writing a post that doesn't have a per point and purpose to it yeah, must have purpose. And I've learned from Harv Eker as well, when he's talking about training people, like as coaches. So if you're writing a presentation, or in this case, a blog, he Harv talks about two enrolling questions to engage the audience. So straight up, I'm wondering whether that could be a good tip for someone that's writing. Yes. And they've got a niche target audience that's this article's for this blog's for. So then it may be thinking about what do they what do they need or want? Yes. Maybe a, ask them. A, yeah. a very powerful opening line to a YouTube video or even a blog post is, do you want to learn how to X? And then, yeah. well, this is how I did it or something like that. Stay tuned if you want to find out and then you go into it. Uh, yeah, so, then you tell a story that connects, maybe yeah. that you've learned from something that didn't you didn't do well, learn from your mistakes and what you could do better. Yeah, so that's excellent. So, and of course, those enrolling questions, for example, you want to make sure your blog answers those questions. Yeah, and that's that's the third thing I wanted to bring up is it doesn't have to be a blog. You don't have to write. You can do a YouTube channel like you mentioned earlier. It's all the yeah. same thing. It's teaching, it's educating, it's sharing your learnings and uh, it's about being concise. So uh, avoid rambling. Have, have a bit of a plan, have some dot points. Like I've got dot points here in front of me that I'm using to talk today. Uh, sure, things come up out of the blue and things just download and I talk about those. But um, yeah, it's very important to, to have a plan so that you don't end up talking about Rambling. tangents and side, side things that are really just besides the point. But yeah, as far as specifics, share your process for how you do something like from the start to the finished product if it's you know producing an ebook if it's taking someone through a sales meeting whatever it is uh, and it, again it doesn't always have to be super duper professional focused good to have those in the mix but if you can if you can just demonstrate that you can create a good video that's purposeful and 
you know, answers a, a problem or a question that someone has, that's valuable and, and, and employers going to want to see that. Um, but then you can also just show off what you've created too, like something that you've made. Talk about how you made it if you don't have the, the full process to step through. That also works. Yeah, that's excellent. And talking about the framework and having notes and structure when you go into a podcast and we're, we're, we're in like a, a two-way you know, we're hosted this uh, lessons that we don't teach in school. So we have a shared doc, don't don't you, which we could share also with, um, yeah, you've got your Google Docs or your Notion board yep. and we pop down our title, what we want to speak about, the topic, and then subheadings and the points, the main points of what you want to cover. Yeah, and any questions so that, that might come up and it keeps us on track, exactly. That's, that's the thing, whether you're writing, whether you're doing a video, you want to stay on track. Um, yeah, that's excellent, Brad. You've covered quite a bit today. And these, this is for, again, this reiterate that this is just skills that our young, our youth can practice, get in the habit of practicing. And 80% out the door is better than 100% in the drawer. We're not looking for perfect. As I think it's Grace Levis says, she's looking for massive imperfect action. And since, I mean, that was our motto as well when we started the podcast. It's like we've just got to, if you've got valuable content to share, you must share it. And this is what Gary Vee says. I've heard him say that. And if you don't share your valuable content, you're going to be out of the game. Is that right? That is right, yes. And you might think, oh, I'm young. I don't have valuable content. Everyone's got stories and uh, seen things, done things that are... Uh, valuable from that perspective um, and if, if you feel you don't have that go out and volunteer go out and spend some time doing something internship whatever it is uh, to gain those and write about them every day for a month or longer um, that's right yeah and there'll be valuable lessons in that and you'll just get better and you'll be going to be perfecting a new skill and it's very important that the kids are using are learning skills that are actually needed in the world that we're living in. And we've got to forecast to the future and see what 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 it will look like out there. And communication yeah, so skills is a priority. Yeah, there's definitely. Um, and it might seem a bit paradoxical in a increasingly, you know, technological world, but the truth is that the human side of things is actually decreasing as the technology stuff goes up. So what's going to be more valuable in the future? The human connection, the ability to communicate well. Um, yes. It's going to, there's Which going to be a premium what, on that. Yeah, and that's what the AI cannot cannot do, tap into the that human connection, although I think they're talking about trying very hard. Yeah, it's to getting into. close, but it, you can't replace uh, genuine you know, human imperfections too. Yeah. Yeah, we need those imperfections as well. Exactly. So very good. Anything else you want to add? I think that's it. I think really it is all comes down to building a an impressive portfolio. And one of the best places to showcase that is on Crash, where you can host the videos that you create and showcase your different skills and ab abilities with different tools that are... Um, you know, impressing need in the modern workplace. So you can you can find so active campaign, the email broadcast tool. You can 
create a little video showing a an onboarding flow that you make in there and post that on Crash and an employer can come along and click that and see, okay, I can very clearly see that they can use this tool. They've evidenced it right in front of me. Um, and, you know, if you meet a handful of the, the tools that they use or even tools that are very similar, so Active Campaign and HubSpot, um, you know, the, the skills are going to be fairly transferable there. You need to click, it's like a little bit different of the interface, but, you know, your ability to write an email that gets a decent open rate and a click-through rate is what is going to be focused on, not whether you happen to use the exact same tool in 99% of circumstances. Okay, excellent. So, yeah, so we're talking about communication skills in writing and speaking, like which is video form. Well, and yeah, I remember... and sorry, I wanted to interrupt no, you because go. last week, Noel Whitaker said learn how to communicate very, very well. And that was one of his three key uh, skills for, for young people for and for youth. people in general. Yeah. That's right. I was, that was what I was going to bring up as well. He said that uh, public speaking, he said, learn how to sell regardless of what yep. it is that you do, engineering, lawyer, accounting, you need to know how to sell, you need to learn to speak in public. And he said that's just a learned skill and that's what we, I think that's going to be a skill that we need in, in the world that we live in today. It's been demonstrated everywhere. And also the third one was Go the extra mile. That's yes, what Noel said. Yes. So for the youth, I really want to get that one across too. And since I had my conversation with Noel last week, which was really um, a great privilege, I've been saying that to my kids, go the extra mile. because And it, particularly in Australia, I think that we're, we're really needing to do that more. Make the customer have a wonderful experience. And what can you do? Because really it can take just a little bit of effort to, to make a, a very – impressive impact on a customer you know like just going out of your way to help him well in my business help them load the car with the plants there's you know if they're struggling or what have you just go the extra mile that's, that was a really good tip as well yeah i saw that in action at mcdonald's yesterday there was a lady that had been waiting uh, a long time for her coffee the manager came out and said look i don't know what's happened here we're making it now it'll be two minutes we'll, we'll um refund you the the charge this is uh it's just been missed. We're really sorry about that. And they've gone the, the extra mile. Um, look, they, they messed up, but, you know, they they took ownership no, and they um, made the situation right, I guess. And another thing yeah. that Noel mentioned, so he had those three rules, but it's funny, the first thing that he mentioned that led him to that was uh, you need to be failing if you want to succeed. So his point was that if you're not failing then you're not stretching yourself enough and i think that that's really cool if you can actually get into a position where you're willing and able to live that then you're going to succeed because you're going to be failing a lot and failing forward yes a little bit and off so topic, well, but worth thinking yeah about. and and we're going to bring it back to topic in this respect that so let's just encourage our youth to write the blogs write produce a video content and then get feedback encourage yeah. feedback so it doesn't matter if they've, you know, some, some things are going to do well. So it's like a, an evaluation. Yeah, we're not looking yep. for perfect. And some of their friends and family can view it, give them feedback. Like we're always asking our listeners, hey, give us some feedback. What did you like? What could we do better? What questions do you have? What would you like us to cover next week? 
So that's very important because if you're not doing it, you just don't, it's like, I relate it to like the kids doing homework as well. When I reflect back on my kids were at school, I think homework is a very necessary thing for the kids to do, to do well at school. I've always been a big fan of it. And I know that from my mum being a school teacher, I've mentioned in the past, in other countries, their homework is way, way more, there's just way more hours that are expected of a child after school, apparently, like especially in China and even the US. And then I think that it's a chance to review the work that you learned and then you can know what you don't know, what you've struggled on. Otherwise, you know what I mean? You just, if, you don't, if you're not reviewing, if you're not giving feedback, yeah, you just can't, you know, nut, nut out those problems that you might be struggling with. But, yeah, getting back to the topic is have a go, produce the content, get feedback, like an evaluation type thing. So that's how you learn and grow, perfect your skill. Yeah. Cool. And before we wrap up, I've just remembered a, a better example yesterday of going the extra mile, and that was that was us. Uh, so my best mate, Joe, and I run a gardening business. And we went around to do some weeding at a lady's property. And some of it was just really, really thick and dense. And um, we, couldn't, we couldn't get rid of that in an efficient manner. So we sprayed it and we didn't charge them for spraying it. Normally we do because it's a consumable. It's a, it's a relatively small area. We just thought, no, we're, we're gonna go the extra mile here. We're gonna spray that for them. It'll uh, kill off that grass that's in the fence line in a week or two and then either they can have us come back around and clean it up or they can clean it up easily themselves but Excellent. you don't from it's a bit difficult too because you know at the end of the day you've got costs and you want to cover your costs at the same time if someone's uh someone's chill you're getting extra value in terms of taking photos that you can use for your marketing and your branding um you can kind of pay that back in a in a small way. Oh yeah, that's cool. And I just re and you and it, you do get it back. Now remember when Noel said you give before you receive, and it's in the giving that that's where the that's where the gold is. And my son came back from a delivery, and he went the extra mile, and he planted. He actually took the plant around and helped the guy plant. I hope my customers aren't listening because that's not normally what we do. It's a delivery service, so like a curbside delivery. Yep. And Sam went the extra mile, and he helped this guy out because it's nice, and it's very easy to do. go the extra mile when, when the customer's so nice as well. Mm -hmm. And in the end, the guy just got 30 bucks, and he popped it into his pocket, his jack pocket. He goes, Go and buy yourself some beer, I think he said. And um, Sam came home from the – and he wasn't expecting anything. But isn't that amazing? That's a perfect example how when you go the extra mile, life will reward you yes. somewhere else down the track. So that's a, that was good. That's good to bring that into it, I think. Excellent. Well, thanks for listening. Hope you've had okay. a bit of an enlightenment in terms of, you know, what you can actually do to build up your skills and presence and value that you can communicate to a potential employer because it's helped me get my jobs in the past. So this stuff works. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, and let us know if there's a topic that you've got or a question that you have, and we might do a podcast on exactly that topic. Bye for now. Great. Thank you. Bye for now.